1: back everybody to wrestling omakase it is episode number 128 and this week i'm very pleased to be joined by a returning guest hello skylar
0: hi noah is the greatest <laughs> no disagree <the> greatest. disagree <laughs> stop the podcast right now you're not gonna <laughs> like what i'm gonna say
1: <laughs> uh, before we get into that though skylar i do Want to ask you since I can put this in the episode title and get a few more downloads, I, you've, I feel like you've never tweeted your thoughts on Wrestle Kingdom, or I never saw you tweet them anyway. So, like, what did you think about Okada Naito, uh, especially, and I guess also Okada yeah. Bushi and the what was the best match and best show of one four? Kind of yeah. Version. So
0: I've been in Wrestling Exile for like two months. I got off Twitter for a while, as a lot of people know, just because you know I think anxiety about the world just burning into like a hellscape and politics and stuff like that. I was like, I, yeah, I need some time away. I also spend time away from wrestling, which is the other thing that ruins my life. And, uh, I don't know. Wrestle Kingdom for me. I, I am thinking, you know, I'm, I think I'm just done with new Japan and I, and I love it. And I, yeah, I, I love Naito. I love she, like there are wrestlers there that I really like. And a lot of times I will, you know, appreciate matches. You know, I went four and three quarters on Nida's title win and a super satisfying. Right, so, you're, so
1: you're so in, you're very incorrect because it's five stars. So.
0: Okay, well i I don't okay. think I only gave one match five stars last year, so I am like a tougher star grader. So it's pretty close to five stars for me. Uh, I was,
1: did, what did you give Okada Shibata two years ago? Five stars. the five
0: stars, yeah,
1: because I think this is Okada. Kind of, like, obviously, everybody on Earth knows that I thought Nida was great here and. You know, seeing Naito's win was incredible, but I thought this was the best Okada performance since that Shibata match.
0: Yeah, I, I think uh, Okada is a weird case because obviously, I mean, you know, I have conflicting uh, feelings on him sometimes. I think that he depends a lot on his opponent because yeah, what his biggest strength is, is like featuring his opponent, making the opponent look like, like a total rock star. And the Shibata match, it makes Shibata just look like an absolute monster. And then in this match, I think Naito just looks like such a great total underdog baby face who just, like, conquers everything. Like, you know, that is Okada's peak, peak strength for me. So I think he, you're right that, you know, he sort of brought that super, super A game to that match in particular.
1: Yeah. What do you think of Okada Ibushi, which I know I, I, I caused some... Uh... Some, I don't know. I stirred it up on Twitter today when I was like dunking on someone who was like, Imagine thinking Okada Ibushi is better than Okada Naito. <laughs> well, like, look, you save your. I understand if, if you personally, if you, the listener, like Okada Ibushi better, I, you know, you can like whatever the fuck you want. I don't really care. But giving that like, Imagine thinking X tweet about a sincere position that many, many, many people who watch both matches have, it's not some fucking fringe position. I mean, yeah. the, the ratings. If you want, no matter what you look at, I think it's a head-on cage match. I think they're still dead tied on grapple. It's like it's not like you can't point to a million different like data points and you know, anecdotally on Twitter, there's plenty of people who think Okada made was better. So yes, I thought that was really a very stupid tweet. I dumped on it like just like it was, and then people got very like angry at me. But yeah. Okada, I mean, it's like a you know, it's a it's, it's fifteen good. minutes. It's fine. It, It's fifteen minutes of boredom. And then it's like you're really hot New Japan closing stretch. And I mean, that's really good. I watched I watch lots of matches like that and enjoy them. But like All right, let, that, let's, not, let's not mince words, John.
0: Your new favorite <laughs> company is New Japan. You're in you're in the book for Gato. You love New <laughs> Japan. When I last I saw you in real life, you're wearing a New Japan like G1 ref shirt, which is like probably the markest <laughs> shirt anyone can ever wear. It's like you're literally representing New Japan. Uh, You've betrayed DDT and other P.R.O. You know, you're, th- this voice is a wrestling. It's just infected you. you just- I,
1: I'm not going to lie. Like, I loved New Japan last year. And I, I didn't really try to hide it. Just something about not having the elite there. It just... It really won me over. Like, guy guys. It. It was like my, <laughs> my heart was a flutter for not having to stare at the elite all year long. But no, I mean, I still, I know you're doing a bit, but I still watch EDT. No, well, oh, oh, this is not a bit new John.
0: This is a hundred percent real. Like, you <laughs> do love new Japan the most.
1: I guess. And, I mean, look, what? they gave me, they gave me everything I wanted. Like, what am I, what do I have to be mad about right now? And I just walking around carrying both belts and but, I don't know. You no, know,
0: it's it's not a moral judgment. Maybe a little bit, but yeah, this <laughs> is just Wrestle Mikaze. What is Super J Cast? How many New Japan fan casts are there on your network nowadays? Everything well, elite.
1: <laughs> no, everything elite is not a New Japan fan cast. Are you kidding? Hey, those now that the are... Stardom
0: connection is there, isn't that the only other promotion know. they watch?
1: I guess. I mean, those guys are not. I actually no, I shouldn't speak for Nate. Nate likes New Japan. Uh, Mike, I think Tal likes New Japan. Aaron Bentley is not a like New fan. I mean, like that guy. Uh, he's not a fan. So.
0: Oh, you know what? Maybe Aaron Bentley. Maybe we can squash the beef. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> over that we can unite. Aaron Bentley at me. You know, <laughs> yeah. let's Lincoln
1: build. We got this. Um, but no, like I was. I. I mean, you, you're, you're you're telling the truth. I did like New Japan a lot last year, and they just gave me everything I ever wanted at Wrestle Kingdom. And Hiromu's back, so yeah everything's you know, looking like john now yeah. now like six months six months from now jay white will be champion and i'll be like <laughs> all right i'm yeah. off of New Japan. Like,
0: <laughs> i will i will always find stuff to like there because i do think they have a talented roster and obviously they have the money and the weight and the presentation to you know create tons of fresh matchups whenever they need it's sort of like wwe if they had any brain you know they have all these matchups as they can do and generally they have like talented wrestlers but i think the style the house style has really congealed for me where you know, I think even three years ago, you know, the heavyweight style is just like even the juniors sort of work like the heavyweights now. I think with Osprey being like junior champion and thoroughly just working the heavyweight main you know, main event style. Mm-hmm. I was just like, Man, this really just no escaping like this type of match.
1: You um, know, I think I think they're gonna I think I might get away from that now, though. That now that Hiromu's yeah,
0: you're 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 right. I did I did not love the Hiromu Osprey match, which mm. I guess is sort of a hot take. Yeah, but
1: I did love it. So, but my <laughs> expectations
0: were super super high. I mean, I I, yeah. I preferred the first match that they had, and I liked that a lot. And yeah, I think Hiromu in terms of like I think the Desperado match is better. I think some of his Dragon Lee matches are better. He just had like when I like think of like a classic Hiromu performance, even like the taiji shimori match is like a total carry job because taiji shimori is garbage but like yeah you know, i love that match and
1: i i didn't feel my, like this was quite my my 2018 match of the year haruma and taiji yeah but okay. yeah Taiji's never done anything really sad. i mean look he did uh the the junior he, it's not hard i guess to look like the superior member of a tag team with el fantasma but yeah he, they did some tag stuff that wasn't bad although not that wrestle kingdom yeah, I remember
0: I people phone. talking about how like Noah's is in trouble because they lost their only good junior, and now their junior division is like better uh, than New Japan. <laughs> yeah,
1: but uh, but yeah, the Haruma. I'm 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 cautiously optimistic that they will uh have a really good junior division this year with you know like Harumu Desperado. I mean Ryu Lee is there full time. Yeah. I mean, all, um, all they have to
0: do for me is I would just love if the juniors got anything to do like after the G One. Because if you yeah. look at like traditionally, usually the junior title gets defended like maybe once in the second half of the year, and you don't really get any junior singles matches. So well,
1: everything's going to be fucking different this year, anyway. Cause oh yeah, because of, of, of the fall G1, G1 and stuff. Yeah. You know? So, so who that, knows? I mean, that's the other. That's the other exciting thing to me about New Japan this year was we're finally going to get like out of these ske- like the malaise, you know? Like yeah, we're not any
0: of the... type of shakeup, I think. Yeah. Is good.
1: So we're we're not going to have that fall period where it's like. We all know exactly what the matches are, but we gotta yeah. kill four months. But... Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely also... not
0: alone in this take, but my favorite period of New Japan was like, you know, 2013-ish, to even going into 2014, when they just had to pack shows a lot more. So they just had yeah. this like stack shows constantly, and it was totally unsustainable. And, you know, dropping that model is probably what led to their business boom. But it was also like, man, that promotion is like what I want to watch.
1: Yeah, that New Japan. I mean, New Japan. If I can like sit here and rank the years, I mean, 2013 would probably be among my favorites. the The only I don't know what your least favorite year is. For me, it's like 2018 easily. I mean, that that is just a a yeah. year. I, I mean, Japan.
0: I I really I really disliked the broken Okada stuff. Like, yeah, yeah you know, there was just a lot of things. Yeah, I mean, obviously.
1: The fucking Bullet Club Civil War
0: shit. Yeah, the, there's that, there's a lot to not
1: in Japan. That goes, that <laughs> that goes yeah. so long. Like I don't even know if people realize how long that goes because that starts in like fucking February with like Teddy and Cody. Yeah,
0: because doesn't that, doesn't it start like and then there's like the uh, it's, and all it's on all the New Japan like USA shows and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, but.
1: It goes like, yeah, it goes like February to, um, yeah, the, the Kenny Cody stuff goes all the way through to like uh, that fucking San Francisco show. And then that ends And that's in, you know, that's in like June. And then the end of that show is like the fucking rules of destiny jumping them to start like the even more horrible uh, elite versus OG's feud, which I'm like, which never has any blow off. Any. They just announced they're no longer the blood club on a boat. Uh, <laughs> yeah. The- <laughs> <laughs> yep. I mean, if people if people miss me burying New Japan, they just have to go back and listen to some of those twenty eighteen episodes because, man, that was a dire year. Yeah the the Kenny title reign that was also very dire. Um, I don't know, like the Ke- the Kenny title reign. I know some people uh, still bravely defend, but man, it's uh you know even if you li- even if you like absolutely love that match where he beats Okada, which um, you know, I could, I understand that, but like everything after that, like the Ishii title match is like so far below the G1 match, the fucking three way, and then he just loses to Tanahashi, which is probably the best thing he ever did in that reign. But yeah, uh, you know what?
0: I, it's a, we don't have to talk about New Japan.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, am <I'm> just like, <laughs> we're gonna, I so, feel
0: just like WWE, my feelings are just so dead about yeah. New Japan right now. I just feel like I'm just like, just thinking about them is making me start to fall asleep. It's just well, so I'm so excited. frustrating.
1: I'm excited for the New Beginning stuff, but I guess we'll see. At least Naito will be a fresh champion. And it, it, his reign really can't be much worse than that, Kenny reign I just talked about. So yes. at least he has a, a low bar for like first big title reign for a big, uh, you know, member. I mean, he had the belt for like, what, 45 days or whatever the fuck. Yeah, uh,
0: this could him. be this could be like a huge like you know the reign for him where he like breaks yeah you know, records and stuff like that. I, it could be it could turn out really nice.
1: So I kind of I kind of think he's holding it till next year's Kingdom now. I don't know if I would have said that before he won it, but like there's something about the way the way he won it was image. very
0: definitive. Yeah, yeah,
1: and like Okada gives that salute, which that that actually might be. And I'm obviously very very biased as a Nitro fan, but that might be my favorite image ever in new japan like okada giving him that lij salute after night that just said uh you know let's do this again but uh it's just such a magnanimous thing for a character that is often a humongous jerk so yeah so i think there's a i think it's a good little moment to give him and kind of humanize him a little now he's gonna fight taichi it's exciting
0: yeah but, i always enjoy their matches so I'm definitely looking forward yeah. to that
1: uh so let's move over then like we said to the main topic which is Pro Wrestling Noah. Yeah,
0: the real the... main event, the real <laughs> greatest company in Japan and maybe the world.
1: <laughs> January 4th and 5th. Um so I have you on here cuz you watched you did watch a lot of Noah last year, right? Even though you didn't watch uh, a lot yeah. of other promotions.
0: Yeah, last year I watched everything that made tape from Noah. Uh um, yeah. And sort of every year I will take sort of a, I will take one or two promotions that I will say like, okay, this year, like other things might fall by the wayside, but I'm going to keep up with this all year. Um, mm-hmm. And Noah seemed like a lot. I tried to do that with all Japan two years ago. And with like all the house shows and stuff, it gets really, really tough. Um, so Noah is yeah. like a lot easier to keep up with. I mean, there's just yeah. not, there's not that much to makes tape. They honestly, that's like the dirty secret. They really don't have that many shows that make tape every year compared to other companies.
1: Is that January thirtieth show they advertise going to make tape with the? I with think the so. Yeah, okay. I think so. Yeah. I mean, i I've learned. I mean, my dirty secret when it comes to even promotions that I follow regularly is that like I really have gotten the only way to do it to follow like fifteen promotions is to pick and choose. You know, yeah. So, like all Japan, it's like you watch yeah. the Africans, you watch the big shows, and that's it. You know, DDT. Watch the kirkins and then if well, I don't anything-
0: want to hear you complain, because every Wednesday <laughs> I log on to Twitter and I see you talking about all Elite Wrestling, which I know That's- it's just on TV. You just, just put on something else. You
1: don't have That's to watch. Gonna, it. That that is gonna stop. For sure, I,
0: kn- <laughs> I know you need your fix I'm- of Dark Order. I know you're just rubbing <laughs> your hands together, like man, I can't wait to see you know whoever Peter Avalon. <laughs> I don't
1: think I don't think Peter Avalon has been on TNT once, honestly. Uh, maybe he is, but no. It's the it is the Dark Order and the Nightmare Collective that everybody hates. So, I guess you don't watch a ton of AEW.
0: I was at the first Dynamite show, yeah. which was a fine show, but I just have no desire to. I mean, I I will believe me. Just like NXT UK, I will log on to Twitter and then laugh at things that happen in it. But beyond yeah. that, that's the extent of the brain
1: power that's gonna get for me. I mean, the the shows can be watchable and that's that's i guess why i've lasted this long like there can be some fun matches and stuff it's just like i don't know even even the stuff that people say is good like the easiest example for me is that cody mjf feud where people will rave about that but it's like the the way they do their their angles because they have these quarterly papers it's just so fucking slow and it feels Mm -hmm. like cody and mjf just say the exact same promo every goddamn week and like oh. that's the stuff that's really grinding me down, well, even more than like the Dark Order. The Dark Order is fucking stupid, but like it's f- five minutes a week usually. I mean, I can handle that. But these Cody and MJF promos are just so yeah. fucking long.
0: MJF is one of the most overrated wrestlers on earth. He's not even that good uh, of a yes. promo. Thank you,
1: thank you. He's, he's
0: a terrible. <laughs> he's a terrible wrestler. And then his promos where it's like, man, if you don't think this guy is a star, he'll basically just say anything. And because the crowd loves. Like you know, they love anything that happens. They'll cheer for it or boo him like really loud. And they're like, "Wow, look at this star! <laughs> he's he's basically like the Miz." Or you know, there's like probably ten
1: guys on the Indies right now who. Skylar, are can I can I give can I give a real hot take? Comparing him to the Miz is insult to the Miz. I have seen many Miz you, matches. I've seen many Miz matches that are way better than anything I've ever seen MJF do, but uh. Yeah, do you know one of the? I don't know if you ever looked at the iTunes reviews for Wrestling Omakase, but uh, one of the only negative reviews we've ever gotten—I think we've gotten two—and one of them is just some guy who got very angry that I buried MJF. He's like God, MJ, that, uh, why? Why did John like MJF? That's the actual review. <laughs> well,
0: I hope you get a few more now. <laughs> I mean, he is just like—I don't get what he offers that like Tony Deppin doesn't that like, but five thousand times better, like. The best yeah. MJF match I've ever seen was like a three and three quarters match against Wheeler, Yuta and beyond two years ago. And I was just like, all right, maybe MJF could eventually become a decent wrestler. And he still I has that.
1: The, the all in weekend MJF was in that match against, uh, oh God, the, the, the wrestler who's like, I can't think of his name now. Well, anyway, he's in a match at A-A-W. That was like one of the most excruciating things I have ever sat through. Lot sat Was through that lot. was that
0: Matt Cross or no? That was, was all uh, in. That ben. was all in.
1: Yeah. But uh, oh yeah, brought you went to all in. <laughs> in. Real
0: yeah. new John Pan just added <laughs> it again. It just we'll go to see all in just to see what it, like Bushi. all
1: all of my friends were there. I don't know. I went. Yeah. But new John I, Pan. I, there was no there was no way in how I was going to all out though. So people did try to give me a go, but. I was like, "Nah, I'm good." <laughs> I'm there's a free,
0: there's a free Ring of Honor show in Baltimore, which, as you know, is pretty close to Washington DC, which is really yeah. testing my, you know, my patience. Like, will I go for basically to see Jonathan Gresham? That's basically yeah. the question right now for free. What about
1: isn't Dragon Lee will be there? That's something.
0: Yeah, there. I, I I need to check out the lineup because I think Roosh will be there. I mean, yeah. there there are wrestlers I like, but. I mean, you do have to go to our oh, yeah,
1: The show. So. The, the woo the man is going to turn it around. Oh, yeah. I do like how the, <laughs> gonna... the, 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 I... the expectations are so low for Ring of Honor and like the, you know, it, it's like <laughs> such a low place that all Marty Scroll has pretty much done is book a bunch of new Japan guys, which everyone agreed. Uh, was, like, killing the company, like, a year ago, like, relying on New Japan guys, but everybody's just so happy to see New Japan guys back in Rwanda show, they're like, Marty's saving the company! <laughs> Which I can't, <laughs> I can't even really disagree with that take from where the fuck they were, but it's just funny that everybody's like, yeah, Marty! Yeah, <laughs> Turn I around really by need, booking Jay White.
0: Yeah, I really need him in a suit being, like, an authority figure. Like, I, I want him to basically just go full Vince McMahon, insert himself <laughs> into every angle, like, I... Yeah, at this point, ROH should just be good for comedy standards. Just give me something to laugh at.
1: Yeah, but that 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 mania weekend show. I wonder how. Like, if that does better than like some of the more hype shows, I'm going to laugh. I guess we'll say if people decide to go to all the way to Lakeland to see Kenta.
0: (laughs) I mean, mean, uh, Kenta and ROH coming back to ROH is super cool. I guess the only problem is that eventually you have to watch like a 2020 Kenta match, which. (laughs) Is not my favorite experience in
1: the world at the moment. Oh, so, come on, that, that, that GoTo match is awesome. I, I did not love the GoTo match. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. I, I thought that was. I thought that was really. I'm. I maybe I. I was like one of the higher people on it, but I love that match. But I'm. Yeah. I'm a huge rookie GoTo Mark. So. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so Noah. <laughs> that's what we're actually yeah. talking about. About
0: the real wrestling. Yeah. You're. Um, see, you're dragging me back into this place I don't want to be. I just can't uh, resist
1: like getting you know mired in this. So when we were talking about, like, the amount of shows to watch. I think that's how we cut oh, off yeah. on this tangent. Yes. And, like, I, I saw, I would say, the majority of the really hyped matches. Uh You know, a lot of which were good. A lot of which uh didn't quite land at that level for me. I think that the one that people hyped up a lot that I didn't love as much as I wanted to, even though it was two wrestlers that I do really like, was Hideki and Go, which, like... That was like yeah. a three and a half star match for me. Yeah, uh, was, you know, it, it was good, but it did it never hit that like match of the year level. That, it, I mean, those are two guys we're going to talk about these two shows. I love them both on these on these shows. So that mat the match they actually had together was a little disappointing for me. But like most of the other hype matches, like pretty much everything Axis did was awesome. Um, you know, a lot of the Kiyomir. M- I I was like the high person. I feel like on Kiyomir versus Kano from that Sumo Hall show i didn't see a lot of love for that but i thought it was really good
0: yeah so. it's it's weird because i think the like kiyomiya in general i mean Noah fans, even like the most hardcore people are very divided on him a lot of people just like do not like him and probably will never like him and i totally get that because he has had some truly night mind-numbing matches on top but ultimately i feel like you know he has had, like, a handful of matches that I would consider, like, very good to great. He hasn't had anything that's, like, truly bottom of the barrel, like, sub two-star, like, garbage. And yeah. ultimately, he's been, like, you know, he portrays... I think he's come a long way in terms of portraying himself, in terms of having a little bit more of an aura. Which is important when you're, like, on top. So, I I, I think he's done a good job. And I think, yeah, we'll talk about it more later, but... I think he's in a good place going forward. I actually think that this year he will have, you know, he'll be able to work on more of his actual matches, not have as much of the pressure of being on top the entire year.
1: Also, he's he's twenty (coughs) three. Oh, Skyler dying on the air. He's twenty three. I mean, like that's like when you say when you say stuff like, "Oh, people will never like him." Like the fucking kid isn't even. He, he's like, you know, not even legal to rent a car in America, I think. I mean, yeah. 23 years old is like ridiculously young.
0: Yeah, he is. He still has a lot of room to grow. And I, you know, I think some people saw the title change coming out of these shows as like, maybe Noah's down on him a little bit, but I don't see it that way at all. No, I think it's just no. a really good move to just sort of reset him a little bit and then bring him back like way hotter next time.
1: Yeah, I think, I don't think they, I mean, look, they gave him a win the next night. Which I yeah. Think- yeah, I mean, I don't think they're they're not think they are not going to fucking bury him or anything. Yeah, but yeah, let's go. Let's start getting into these shows. The first one was the January fourth, uh, New Sunrise at Corken Hall. That now I got to say, a lot of people laughed when they went head to head, they announced they're going head to head with the Tokyo Dome, and this thing they drew fifteen hundred and thirty nine fans, a super no vacancy full house. So you gotta you gotta give them credit here. Yeah, they, that that gambit worked. I mean, it makes sense because January fourth a day that people think about wrestling, um, you know, in, even if you... Let, let, let's say you're a fan who loves Noah, but also, like, kind of likes New Japan, you could still go to the Dome the next day. Exactly. I mean, right. so I think that's probably that probably worked for that. Like, maybe if the, the only Dome was on January 4th, maybe you lose, like, a couple hundred of those fans that are like, well, I have to go to the Dome. But here it's like, well, go see your actual favorite promotion, and then you can still go to the Tokyo Dome on the 5th, so
0: yeah Uh i wonder if it's something that they would go do going forward yeah i know some people have brought up that i've seen is that they you know some people think it's like sort of low rent to be like you know sort of like the companies always running the same time as wrestlemania they're like piggybacking off of it but at the same time i feel like it's in tokyo it's during like you know a time where a lot of people are going to be watching wrestling anyway it's not like you're going to some obscure location around the country to go and run shows and piggyback off new Japan. You're literally running in like your peak, you know, place where you, your attendance is usually highest anyway. So.
1: Well, I never, I mean, every company in the country does it. So exactly. I mean, they, yeah. They're going head to head, but like, I mean, like, I don't, you know, you're talking about, I mean, look, all Japan had those two corkins, you know, long before like new japan was like that dominant so it's always yeah. been like a thing yeah. to have a lot of shows around new year so i don't know i think yep. that's silly yeah. anyway so let's talk about the actual show here which uh unfortunately if you're wondering by the way if you have no idea about no and you're wondering why we're talking about january 4th and 5th here on the 19th it's because january <laughs> the january 4th show did not air on uh g plus which is like a, a satellite network I believe owned by Nippon TV, uh one of the broadcast networks. It did not air until January thirteenth, so it aired like this week. So basically, the reason why we're talking about it now, and there's no and the, the January fifth show aired live, but like, what the fuck is the point of talking about that show? Yeah, like I could have come on the air and talked about it. but I'm like, let's talk about the New Year's Dash to their Wrestle Kingdom before we watch the Wrestle Kingdom. It doesn't really make a lot of sense. I know. Like some people watch that one five show like immediately when it aired, but I I waited until
0: yeah you it, know. it did not feel right to do that to me yeah. like and you know I think it's only going to get more complicated because I don't know if you've been following the way Noah has been handling like their current you know junior tournament, but they'll just post like half of random matches on Periscope and then some full matches randomly, but it's like completely out of order and some of them are clipped and there's really no rhyme or reason to it. It doesn't seem very helpful to me. I don't I don't really no. get the why they would do that.
1: Why not? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I mean look, I mean, uh, it's to make it, they're not going to make it easy on you to follow it, I guess. I don't know.
0: Yeah. I mean, I just want to so, see all the Dick Togo matches. That's all, just give me all them in, you know, just one show. Just put them all on one show so I can just watch it and be done. But
2: yeah.
1: Uh, but yeah, so the G plus thing that's annoying, and it would be nice if that would change, and they would join the world here. And like, <laughs> but I don't know. I mean, some people get really mad if you say they should get a streaming service, but like, I mean, even if you don't buy the streaming service, it will, the matches will show up on pirate sites for you. Yeah, if that's what you're complaining about. Like, I don't. Under- it's not like you can't watch New Japan stuff without signing up for New Japan
2: World. Yeah, so, just just what do I'm-
0: what everyone else does and just have a group DM that. Everyone posts what streaming services they have and just mooch off everyone else. That's what yeah. the thinking people do.
1: So the Noah, the Noah, I don't know what the fuck they would call it, the Noah Ark or whatever. That would still be a net win even if you're you know not gonna subscribe. Yeah. But uh, but yeah. So we opened up with uh, the Akitashi Saito and Masao Inoue beating Mohammed Yone in Quiet Storm, the fifty funky powers in 759. Uh Inoue used an insight cradle on Yone. Um and this was look, if you don't like in a way, that's like one of those I don't know if we can be friends type things. <laughs> That man that man has ruled for like 20 years. He's always been a guy, he's like this fucking he's one of these guys that like was perfect, like he was ready to age in like 2005 you know? Because like he has this surly look to him anyway. He has this ridiculous, uh ridiculously awesome theme song with like a fucking siren and i don't know like it's like it's like the the japanese scott steiner theme song is the only way i can describe it but way better somehow and um i don't know he, and he just has a very like a trickster style like you know not quite not like i don't know i'm trying to think it, 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 can you compare it to toriano i guess you could i mean I, before I don't Yano know what got... to
0: compare him i think masanobu fuchi is probably someone who mm. i view as like similar where it's like old guy who basically works like somewhat comedy occasionally yeah. kind of serious matches always working like you know very undercard matches for the yeah. most part
1: that in a way Akiyama title match though, so, was so fucking i know that one's controversial to some people but that match is so fucking good uh yeah, that match rules yeah but yeah he tried to go like one on two just via uh, foot stomping and eye raking and it kind of worked <laughs> and he cradled <laughs>
2: yes. Yone
1: for the pin so we got to hear the theme song again which made it great so uh, obviously the best opener of all time
0: yeah I, I always I feel like Noah openers I do slightly prefer if you're talking about like undercard matches between all the old guys like I would slightly prefer maybe a country a company like All Japan's like their old guard but um Noah I think you know they do do a good job with at least having like entertaining acts. I mean, fifty funky powers. You know, I guess we could talk about that a little bit because they're going to be you know phased out. I guess, or at least you know, Quiet Storm is leaving Noah. Um, so it's we'll s- yeah, we'll see it's what happens with he that. He-, he talked a little bit last year about like wanting to do some sort of some American wrestling and work indies and stuff. But it does feel super odd that you know he would leave Noah. I just I don't get what else is out there for him exactly. Um, I mean, how can you how can you not like Fifty Funky Powers? It's literally like you know, like a disco tag team, but one of the guys just is really into disco,
1: and one of them just doesn't care about disco at all. It's like <laughs> a great gimmick. Yeah. Uh, the second match, Talaske to or to to to, uh, is it? No, they always say to you're the wee okay Thank you. <laughs> <This> is-
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't know. I always I always say to but that I feel like on the air on Noah shows they say uh like Tadasuke. So That's how I have
0: said. Yeah. That.
1: So it's like t- Tadasuke and Yohei, they beat Hitoshi Kumano and Seiya Morohashi in 753 when Tadasuke pinned Morohashi. First of all, I love him running wild and doing a Hogan impersonation. Yes. That was so goddamn funny. It it was like one of my favorite moments of this show. (laughs) He has, like, if you can't picture this, picture a short and stocky Japanese man who has very long blonde hair for some reason that looks ridiculous on him. He looks so fucking stupid and it's perfect. Like, yeah. it's so perfect that he looks that stupid. And he's, like, playing into it. He's doing the ear cup. He's doing the finger point. I'm just like, okay, this is fucking amazing and I want a lot more of this.
0: Yeah, every company perfect. should have someone like him because he is just, he offers something completely unique that no other wrestler gives you. And I, I some people are just super critical of him, which I don't really understand because he's, like, perfect in this role. He's perfect. Just, like, an undercard tag guy who is just gonna, like, make you laugh and you know, hit some huge moves and occasionally get like a small little push. Like, this is like a great role for him.
1: It's not like he fucking sucks or anything. I don't know why no. people freak out. I mean, he's totally fine. Yeah. I mean, there's plenty of worse wrestlers and he'd be, he'd be like in the upper half of the AEW roster. Uh, Mastery <laughs> Shuhei Taniguchi and Daisuke Harada beating uh El Hio de Wagner Jr. and Hajime Ohara in 1042. Uh Harada pinned O'Hara with the Katayama German suplex holes Uh this was like the first match that was, I guess, uh quote unquote seriously good. Like this was really fun.
0: Yeah. Like so a three and a half
1: star undercard yeah. match.
0: Yeah, I really like this. I mean, I, I Harada, like, what more can you say about him? He is like one of the more underrated wrestlers on earth in terms of just being like a really consistently great wrestler, but I think people like don't even consider when they're talking about top thirty wrestlers, top fifty wrestlers in the world. Like he is great in <laughs> you know, especially in something like this where it's like a, you know, an undercard tag match that so he doesn't have to perform it and he just goes, you know, ball to the wall, like he is totally, totally out there to shine. And he yeah. also does a really good job with uh Elio Del De- Dr. Wagner Jr. Like I love that matchup
1: together. Uh Gucci too with Wagner I thought was really good. Like they had a like a strike exchange like ending with like a Wagner drop kick and then like this huge. That was awesome. But I've always had a soft spot for him, even though... I mean, for a long time he fucking sucked, but he was one of those guys, like, I don't know, when he was Maybach and carrying around that stupid scythe, there was, like, something about it where I just was, like, I like this guy, even though he's terrible. But I think he legitimately looks, like, a lot better in the last, like, year or so since I started pretty much everything I've seen him in. So I don't know if it's, like, he's really hitting, like, some kind of old man peak or something because he's... I think he's, like, what is early 40s or something yeah yeah he's like
0: 42 43 I think
1: yeah so like I think he's getting better so that's that's good to say
0: yeah I mean I think he is like Tadasuke. he's just a guy he serves a very like particular purpose now and for me I'm just like yeah this is like what I like about Noah is that they have guys that aren't maybe necessarily the like workhorses that you would find in some other more hyped promotions but they all serve their purposes extremely well
1: and I want to see that there's like he's teaming up with axes against Sugerigan, I think, at That look that could be really good. Yeah. So I think he's like he really shines in these tags. So yeah. um match the oh, the one thing that that's weird, by the way, why the fuck is O'Hara like just did O'Hara like run over Nassau's I don't know, like <laughs> cars? Like I don't I don't really get it because like he, he's really good and he never gets pushed in this regime.
0: Yeah, I, I don't really have many complaints about the new regime in general but that is there are some guys who just clearly got are sort of getting phased out or just sort of jobbing nowadays just because you know for whatever reason there just were no plans for them um yeah. which i think happens with any regime change and i don't think it's a yeah. huge deal. but it's uh, not
2: a
1: huge deal but like i i mean i was at noah's show at like one of the last shows they did i think or i don't know if it's one of the last but before they closed the old Ariake, uh, the different Ariake, yeah. where like the main thing in 2016 was like Ohara, um, like trying to become the number one contender for the junior title, and these fucking salary men were like so into him, like they were going completely crazy for him on that show. He was like almost the only thing that over on that entire show, and this was like still during the, I guess the quote unquote bad period. But uh, I don't know. It's like very weird to me just to see how. How much of a non-factor he's become now because after seeing him be that over, so yeah.
0: Well, what do you think about uh Dr. Wagner Jr.? Jr.?
1: <laughs> I, thought he's, I thought he looked great. I was gonna talk more about him tomorrow because he's he, on the when we talk about the one-five show because he's in a big singles match, but yeah, I thought he looked he's one of those like uh luchador, luchadores that just looked really really natural during Japanese wrestling, yeah. I mean, I, I was you can very n- as you can never tell the uh
0: yeah the luchadors do translate weirdly to other countries i mean it's true in america too you see how many people complain about like oh some hyped luchador comes over and then they don't have a great match with some terrible indie guy and they're like wow this guy sucks yeah Yeah. sobrano jr coming over and wasn't able to pull something out of punishment martinez and people decided that he's bad uh you know i i think uh they've done a pretty good job about picking i think uh, you know leo though dr wagner is a smart pick because he's someone who is probably not super hyped but offers a lot and has a lot of charisma and then you know they also brought over dragon bane and uh you know i think they've picked very well for you know in terms of like the indie lucha guys or just lucha guys who aren't super tied down to a company you know getting some new blood in there
1: Maybe wonder if like maybe his dad gave him tips because his dad was always like really good in Japan. Yeah, when he wrestled in New Japan back in the day. So yeah. maybe it's, maybe his dad uh, match number four: Kano and Yoshiki Inamura defeated Hideki Suzuki and Kenya Okada in nine forty eight uh, via referee stop. Kano putting down Okada with the right high kick. Uh, the Hideki and Kano stuff was great. I hope they continue in that direction. Um, and then you know he went. He did go after when sleeper right after the match. So maybe they will build to a singles match, although they didn't really announce anything going forward. But I hope so because that all that Hideki Kano stuff was really cool, and that could be a really good singles match.
0: Yeah, I loved the whole pulse match, like the whole angle, and um, I think attaching them to two younger guys who are you know definitely need like a little bit of juice, a little bit of like a featured spot. I think this match was even though it wasn't like the most amazing match ever is really well put together and did a, it was just like a very smart move to put these four guys in the ring at the same time.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, m- match. Oh, sorry. Gonna say else about this I was going to
0: say that Kenyo Okada, I mean, I, I think he's pretty much solidified now as the second best Okada in Japan uh, behind Yusuke.
1: So I knew you, I knew you were going
0: to go. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you I, I'm, I'm pretty happy with that. It was just like Hideki Suzuki kaisuke ishii there's just lots of wrestlers who are just better than their more famous counterparts and that's all right uh
1: uh, i mean the ishii one is honestly the the one that's probably closest for me i doubt those two but i mean kaisuke ishii is so good and now he's a fucking Gambare. i know that does hurt my soul a little bit (laughs) really it is really weird the is like oh we have this amazing worker it's time to make him the new ace of gambare. But, I mean, he's still – I mean, it's not that big a deal. He still shows up in the team. He's still great. So I guess it's not really worth complaining about. Uh, Match number five, Doug Williams and Chris Chris Ridgeway. Now I'm not pronouncing English names correctly. (laughs) uh, Defeating Naomichi Fuji and Minoru Tanaka in 1322 when Williams pinned Tanaka with the Chaos Theory. Uh, This was the one match on the undercard that probably was, like, the most just there for me uh you know there were some nice kicks by Ridgeway but I thought Doug Williams looked a little bit rough and before he finally pinned Danaka I only got like two and a half on this it was all right
0: yeah I I think Doug Williams still I don't think he's like completely washed or anything because you know once he got on the mat he was able to do some stuff but I you know I think maybe having him more as like an undercard like a guy in like eight man tags and stuff like that is probably smarter than you know Almost sort of weirdly teasing like a Fuji match again. It's just like, okay, we're really gonna go for this. Like,
1: and I will say it's really funny that they use a very, very like distorted MP3 of like the British invasion DNA. Yes, it's so cool. <laughs> like, it's very like you
0: can tell it's like all oh, this like down 96 per kilobytes per, per second. Kilobytes per sec. It's like <laughs> the lowest bitrate possible.
1: Yeah. Uh match six, Michael Elgin beating Katsuhiko Nakajima in 11:55 with the Elgin Bomb. Um, I don't know. I mean, I've seen takes all over the place on this one. It was I thought it was dull for a long time, but I liked when Nakajima like battered him with kicks. That was cool. Yeah. Um, and I it finally got like a little interesting around that point, but then Nakajima totally whipped on a kick, and then Elgin won pretty quick after that with the buckle bomb elgin bomb combo. Uh, I don't know. I went three and a quarter. Ultimately, I can see if people like this more, but I, I, Elgin really hasn't done anything for me since the, Oh God. So I, he has one five-star match for me. Believe, I, I don't know. Do you, do you remember the match? Probably the Naito match match. Yes. There you go. Yeah. But I, he hasn't done anything for me since that night match. So yeah,
0: I actually um, really liked his early new Japan stuff a lot more like his Nakajima match in the G one. I preferred over the Naito Omega match. That was like super hyped when Omega you know, went to the final and it was like a hugely hyped match. I mean, I think that I think he has a place in Japan. I just don't think he's been good for two years and whether that's because of, you know, outside of the ring stuff, which, you know, maybe it's distracting and maybe he's just too busy, you know, trying to cover up, uh, rape allegations for other people who knows what he's busy with nowadays. But, yeah. Um, yeah, I just, I, I don't really see him being, like, a top-of-the-line worker in Japan anymore, and what's weird is, I would just say, coming out of both of these shows, he seems like a guy who is not only going to be a part of the company going forward, but someone who could be really, really heavily pushed, so, yeah. We'll it probably makes
1: sense, because he seems like he's still popular, so I can't really, like... I totally get where they're coming from, but I just yeah. don't really have a lot of interest in it. So yeah, maybe the Japanese uh, fans aren't
0: reading like Vic Venom bites's like expose of Michael Elgin. <laughs> like, they
1: aren't quite as clueless. <laughs> like Wait, I didn't. I, I actually have no idea what you're talking about either. So, like, so Vic Venom bites was you, involved in no, that? No, so that guy. So anyway, the reason the Elgin
0: accusations came out was because he Vic Venom bites Justin, whatever that weird guy is phrase friend you know that he so he was mad because he had posted bullshit, something about yeah. how he had posted something about how the accusation against sean orleans was bullshit and then people dogpiled him and he was like well the only reason i'm saying this because michael elgin dm'd me all this stuff and then he posted all screenshots of all dms and that's how the whole thing got you know like blew up it was because of that random um, guy yeah so wrestling twitter I didn't anything, undefeated I
1: didn't that so yeah <laughs> Shout out to that fucking asshole. The one good thing in this. his life, he's ever uh, done. I don't know. I don't know why he would be. listening. us uh, Number seven match. Number seven, the GHC Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Title, uh, Kotaro Suzuki and Atsushi Kotoge defeating How and Neo in ten thirty-six. The kill switch by Kotoge on Neo, uh, their first defense. Uh, this is—I oh, was a little bit surprised that they uh, retained here. I mean, they, they give this big rebranding to, uh, you know, the ex. Uh, how is the ex Yuki Sato and Neo is the ex uh, Hiroki. So, you know, if people are wondering who the fuck, how a Neo are. But yeah, they give that big rebranding to them and have them join, you know, Congo. And, you know, they they just they just lose here. Yeah. A little weird.
0: but... I don't really get it because uh, I, I, I think they're, they're old like, they gimmick. Pretty...
1: Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, I thought it was pretty good,
0: like, three and a quarter. Yeah, I I think they had a lot of personality under the old gimmicks, so, like, rebranding them as, like, bootleg Godos, like, doesn't... I don't really understand what the point (laughs) of all this is. Um, Especially, like like you said, if they're just going to job instantly. Um, But who knows, maybe it's some sort of future, you know. Especially, I guess, if they want to do something where they cycle in uh, Masakita Mia again, and they want to sort of do something with the whole stable, or if they have big plans for Inamura. like there there are reasons to rebrand them, but I really don't get them losing this quickly.
1: Yeah, yeah, I kind of figured they were locked to win, but I mean, Kotaro and Kotoge are a good team, so I guess I don't really have a huge complaint with them going forward, but uh, it's just a little weird. Uh, match number eight, the GHC junior heavyweight title. Yoshinari Ogawa defeating Hayata in 2047 with the figure four pinfall. Uh, Hayata failed in his fourth defense, and Ogawa becomes the 41st champion. Uh, why don't you go first on this one? I assume you're going to rave about this a lot. Yeah, I went
0: four and a half on people, this. I think it's one of uh, probably my number yeah. two match of the year right now, um, and I think it's sort of the perfect capper to Ogawa's like you know, whatever you want to call it, run, story, basically, like, his last couple of months in NOAH, and how he's basically just become, like, one of the most compelling wrestlers in the world to me. I mean, you know, he is a guy who I've always enjoyed, even, like, when he was much maligned as, you know, people call him, like, oh, one of the worst, like, top push the NOAH guys ever, and all this other stuff. And, yeah, you know, I think he's yeah, been... I never,
1: I, never, I never got that back in the day. Like, what the fuck would people <clears throat> problem with him? Uh,
0: yeah, like... like
1: that he- been- I mean, was awesome.
0: Yeah, and know. he totally served a purpose, and, you know, a lot of his big matches he delivered. So, yeah. you know, and know. Like, like I said, he's a guy who plays a role, and I think that over the past year, he's become a guy who, of course, now the crowd has been really behind him, and he's been doing a lot more tag work, and, like, everything's just been hitting, and he's been going on all cylinders. And there's just, like, no one in Noah that I, like, when I tune in, I'm, like, most excited to see him, which sounds crazy, but he's, like, I mean, there's a, a take going around recently. I was like, who's the best over 50
1: wrestler in the world? I think it's him. I mean, I can't think of anyone else that oh, is... People get very mad at my, at a uh, voice-to-wrestling member, Mike Spears, for saying it was Mochizuki.
0: Well, he also he also was trying to, you know, come at Noah, which, or come at uh, Lucha, which is just rude. I mean... I don't think, Mucha... You think Mike Spears was trying to come at Lucha? Well, Mike he, Spears loves Lucha. He he said something about how, you know, he's like, don't talk about like washed up luchadors. Well, I think sure. that's
1: because some people some I think he, he realized who quote tweeted him, but uh i don't know. Well, I, I'm
0: <laughs> I'm gonna have to fight him too. Every person of <laughs> everything elite. I'm slowly
1: going down the <laughs> going down the line. I mean look, to I totally him. get where Mike is coming from. I think what your rules, but uh I don't know if you can I look Twitter would be so much better if people would stop getting angry about other people's wrestling takes. Well, who give the fuck?
0: Yeah, I mean, Mochizuki, I mean, now that he's in good companies, like, he is good. You know, it's, I'm glad that he escaped Dragon Gate. And still no, in Dragon Gate. I, well, for, for a night. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Dragon Gate is another company that I just, like, can never connect with. So, But every time I see Mochizuki, I'm just like, yeah, he is good. All right, he's not overhyped like a lot of the other guys are when they, like, leave Dragon Gate, so.
1: Um... But yeah, so Ogawa. I look. I thought this was an amazing performance by Ogawa. the The person I thought who let this match down a little bit was Hayata, and you know, I, I just he, he's the one member of Rattels I've never really liked that much. It just like to me, he's he has like the same kind of sloppiness as Yohei, but like without the appeal. if is yeah. the best way I can put it. Yohei has like Yohei does wacky shit and all these ranas and stuff and he's fun to watch even though he can't really sell and he can't really, you know, do a lot of you know stuff that you'd expect at a high level promotion like Noah. Um you know, or t- I mean, we were just talk about t- Tadusuke's an idiot and it's great. So like that's fine. And Harada, like we talked about, is like one of the best, like legitimately one of the best juniors in the world. Yeah. But um but Hayata is just like he's very just there for me. And I thought, you know, he let this match down a little bit. Like, I just saw his leg selling was very spotty. Um, You know, there was a couple times in the figure four where I thought, like, I don't know. I just saw his facial expressions look very stupid for what he was actually trying to convey. So he's the reason why I went three and three quarters on this. Ogawa I thought was awesome. Uh, You know, Ogawa, like, destroying his leg was fun. I just wish he had a better wrestler in there, I guess would be my major complaint
0: yeah I like Hayata a lot but I think you know I guess if you sort of zoom out and just look at the state of Rattel's in general and obviously last year like they had a lot of stop and start like oh we're breaking up oh we're back together oh someone got injured so we have to get back together like I never I didn't quite enjoy how much stop and start there was and what's weird is I mean Harada is probably my favorite wrestler in the faction but Yohei is the guy who I thought had several moments as like a singles guy where i felt like oh this guy has like real future star potential and the crowd was really behind him at different points and yeah when he was going off against other members of Rattels, like he it always seemed like really heated so it feels weird that they i don't know maybe this title loss means something different but I always felt weird that hayata sort of got the push that i felt like Yohei probably should have gotten instead yeah um, yeah
1: I mean, I will be honest, that was the most confusing part of following Noah last year for someone who would, like, you know, parachute in and out. It's like, like are Rattels together? Are they not together? Are they? Is this guy leaving? Is this guy back? It was very confusing trying to figure out, like, what the fuck was going on at, at any one time. Yeah. Like, I'd watch, and then two months later, I'd be like, uh, uh, okay, so he's back? He just turned on them? What's going on? I don't understand. Yeah. Thankfully, but, uh, just
0: like with DDT, there are some, yeah there's some British lady who is just the biggest Noah nerd <laughs> on the planet who translates everything. And, yeah, you but... know, she makes my life a lot easier. So shout out to her.
1: Uh, do you want to, like, plug her actual Was it,
0: he's, hi, hi me? It's like yeah. H-I-5-A-M-E. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty sure that's her Twitter. But she, yeah. like, translates all, like, the Noah backstage stuff. And she does sort of, like, dramatic DDT. She'll do, like, card previews and stuff and live reports from shows. And very useful for following the company since a lot of angles will happen on like house shows or not make tape or you know happen in weird orders. So very helpful for keeping up with stuff like that.
1: Yeah, so it is H I H-I-F-A-M-A, you were correct. Or H I five A A M. Thank you. Uh the semi-main event, the G H C National Title, uh Togashi Shigeru and Master Uh this was the one where I par- I apparently like this way more than most of the regular Noah fans, uh I you know Sagira beating him in 2032 with an Avalanche-style Olympic slam for second defense. I went four and a quarter. I thought this was awesome.
0: Yeah, and then I, I went I four like, on this.
1: I was very surprised to hear that people hated this. I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. I mean, like you know, people said it was like I guess a very basic match, but I'm like, why does it have to be bad? I don't I don't really get it. like they they started with yeah. like a big. Like the big shoulder block battle. Uh, you know, be like went after his leg on the floor and like, you know, Shakira like was too tough and German him on the floor. Like, that was awesome. I don't know what you guys are talking about. This match ruled. So, you know, I mean it's not like it wasn't like the greatest match of all time or anything, but I thought this was really good. Yeah,
0: I thought it was like, you know, pretty much what you want for like a sort of like hoss fight type thing. And
1: And the crowd <laughs> loved it. By yeah,
0: the way. Yeah, it was super hot. I think Masaka Kata <laughs> is like really good in this role and Segura of course is Segura like one of the greatest wrestlers to ever live like it's just like I don't you know for me as like a semi-main this is like perfect because also it is pretty different I would say for the other matches I mean the top three here can't really I don't really have any complaints about them because they're all different and serve different purposes and are all really well worked and good so
1: yeah I don't know I don't know it was that was it was a very weird one for me where I, I was like I felt like I watched a different match than other people but uh, I, I mean I get it if like maybe you just you hold these two wrestlers on such a high regard that you expected more or whatever. But um, you know, like you yeah. said, the first main event I thought this was really good. Uh the main event for the GHC heavyweight title, speaking of really good, uh Go Shiozaki defeating Kaito Kiyomiya in twenty seven forty two with a moonsault press. Uh so Kaito failed his seventh defense and Go became the thirty-third champion. Um this really was like I don't know. I mean, I if I'm the highest person on this, and that's fine. But I mean, this was a full Carter Star match for me. Um, I mean, this is my number two match of the year so far after Okada Naito, and I, I don't. It was like everything I wanted out of this match. I, I I will also freely admit I am a you know I have go Shiozaki Mark going way back. Like talking his you know Ring of Honor stay you know like back in the day. So I always root for that guy. I always find myself a little higher in him. I think, than a lot of people. Like, his All Japan stuff with, like, um, Joe Doring and everything I, I really loved. So I get it if you're just not into Ghost and you're never going to be into Ghost That's fine. But I thought this was fucking incredible. Like, just a really, you know, I know the word epic is kind of overused in this context. <laughs> but a really great, like, epic style match. You know, I have all these spots written down I can go into. Um, but what I mean, I guess just what are your Maco thoughts on this match? Strategy? Uh, you I
0: thought I thought it was very, very good. I would say maybe a shade below match of the year level for me. It was yeah. I have a four and a quarter, which, you know, like we said, is a very good rating for me and would probably be in like my top five ish for the year so far. Um, only having watched like less, maybe 100 matches tops. Um, but I have actually gone hot and cold on go over the years. Um, I think he's also just been put in some really tough positions. You know, like, here, work, like, a 30-minute main event against someone who's not that good. Like, you know, he he has not always had the easiest road to putting on great matches, but when he's on, he's on. I mean, there's no, you know, there's no doubting. like, when Go is, like, really in high gear, he's, like, one of my favorite wrestlers. So I think this really played to his strengths. I think uh, it really was goes night. it really feature I would say the match was more built around him and the him having the crowd for still behind him. The
1: yeah. still like so behind him too. Yeah.
0: yeah. And uh yeah, I think in terms of the decision for him to win, I think I'm totally fine with it because like I said, I think it gives Kaito a chance to reset a little bit and you know you sort of just go into Noah in twenty twenty with like some new directions and new opponents and you have a lot of you know directions you can go in. That you wouldn't if Kaito was still champ. So I think it was the right decision.
1: Um, you know, I like that this match started really fast. I like that they both were wearing like the green outfits, almost like they were battling like, for the right to be Masawa's like favorite son. Yeah. So like, that stuff is really good. Which
0: is um, weird because then like the uh, goes also lit up in the dark. I don't know if you saw that, that like when the lights went down, it was glow in the dark. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so i don't know maybe he's trying to you know he's trying to expose kaito as swaggerless which he is go is like the (laughs) real man but
1: go like the he does like these brutal like sounding machine gun chops which you know machine gun chops can look really bad sometimes but they, they they look great here um he did like this delayed twisting suplex off the second rope where kaito like landed on his side looked absolutely brutal um you know, there was like there was a great spot towards like the twenty minute mark where like Go was just like shaking his head at this elbow strike, like like basically like you're not gonna beat me with this bullshit. And like just completely kills the little area, which was like one of my favorite spots of you know the entire weekend. And then uh, you know, go did the sleeper suplex, but Kaido like kept firing back with the drop kicks. And then Kaito did I think um Maybe the best version of the, you know, the Puro no sell after Larry, where he actually stumbled as he tried to get back up, which looked great. And then Go just like battered him with more of these short arm lariats. You know, Kaito tried a headbutt and then Go almost like killed him with another lariat for two. This is probably another reason why I love this match. I'm mean, a huge lariat mark. Um, but yeah, I mean, the only fucking flaw in the 50 stretchers was Go almost slipping on that moonsault. But even that was like an almost flaw. So, you know, four and three quarters for me. I, I almost want the full five on this. That's Man. how much I love this match. So uh, this was this was incredibly good. Uh, continues the tradition of Noah having like really good title match at the start of the year because wasn't that Kaito kano match last year like right at the start? Yeah, the yeah.
2: And you, I way. think that was
0: last year. And you really loved it, if I remember. It was yeah, like on your I mean, match really of the year list for a while.
1: Yeah, so I did really love that match too. So uh, you know, this one could probably stay there for a while. <laughs> but I really, I really adored this match. So um, we'll see how. Go and Kaito holds up, but this is like I said, this was better than anything. And you know, I know people get people got mad at this take, but I think this was better than anything else on January fourth. Uh, I put it slightly above Ospreay on which I gave the same rating. I definitely put it above Okada Ibushi, like gave four and a quarter. The only thing I put above this match so far for me is Naito Okada, which legitimately might be one of my favorite matches, or legitimately might be my favorite match of all time.
0: Uh, uh, well, would you say this is Kaito's best match ever? Because I've seen some people oh, say yeah. that. Uh, yeah.
1: I don't I, I can't even think what yeah, I mean, maybe one of those Kano matches, but yeah. I, I like this better. I thought this was just amazing. I mean he was he was really great here and like he almost had me rooting for him at times, even though I already know I already knew who won and I yeah. already knew you know, I, and I love Go, but like he was just such like Kaito like f- I, I thought they he looked better here in defeat than he has in some of his victories. Like he just looked like he was Basically unbeatable when he just kept getting up from all those lariats and the sleeper suplexes and everything. You know, when by the time Go finally beats him, you're just like, okay, well, he definitely earned that title. Yeah, so, yeah, it was great. I mean, this is a, I mean, this is again a very, a very John match. You know, it has like a million lariats. Uh, it's got that fighting spirit stuff, but not too much that it's goes into goofiness. And you know, I just thought both guys were just really outstanding here. So. I am fine being the high person on it. I've seen a bunch of four and a half, so I'm not like, I'm not like way higher than everybody. But uh, I'll, I'm fine being the higher one on this. That's fine.
0: Yeah, definitely my favorite type of match. That like more traditional, like pure, you know, main event style, where it's not it's theatrical, but it's not like over the top and just super heavy hitting and lots of like memorable moments. It's just like this is exactly what I want out of wrestling. <laughs> just give me yeah. this. You don't need to do wacky facial expressions. You don't have to have like crazy gifs and weird shots of a Bushi looking back because Osprey just flipped out of the rana. Like, just give me, just have a good match. It's not that difficult.
1: Uh, the, the the Drag New Japan Hour with, with Skyler here. Uh, but anyway, so January 5th, the Noah reboot. Uh, this did this did again fifteen twenty eight so almost as many fans yeah. as January fourth. It's probably an
0: almost more impressive number, honestly.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, I I think I think a lot of people went to this before the dome because this this show was not up against the dome. Yeah. So I, you know, anecdotally, I did hear like this was right before the Tokyo Dome. So I did hear anecdotally like a lot of people went to the show before they went to the Tokyo Dome. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I mean, it was a it completely it was like a. It was a true like PWG Mystery Vortex show. They, they didn't do what New Japan did, does at New Year's Dash and announce the card beforehand. They just had people come out. So, um, And I may stay pretty unspoiled on even the matches. I knew I knew the main event, and I knew Yone and Quiet Storm were they the opener, but I didn't really know much else about the card. Oh, I knew Muto showed up, too. So I guess I did know a lot, but I didn't know the actual uh, like you know m- match orders or who was fighting who, really. So let's get into it. The opener was Quiet Storm against Mohamed Yone, which Mohamed Yone won in 623 with the Muscle Buster. Uh, this was a way more fun match than you probably would think for a six-minute match with Yone and Quiet Storm. Like, they they worked really hard in those six minutes, and, like, there was an awesome spot at one point, but they, they keep doing all these shoulder blocks, and, like, Quiet Storm just drop kicks Yone's knee out from under him, which is, like why don't more wrestlers do that when they're in these and the shoulder block battles? I guess it's, like, not fighting spirit honorable or whatever, but that was such a great spot. I love that. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I went three and a quarter on this. So I thought it was good.
0: Yeah, I really enjoyed it, too, and I think this is... you know, I know Quiet Storm has, like, a few more dates left, but this is, I guess, his more, like, de facto goodbye match in a way. Yeah. So having it against Yamada, it was, like, you know, it was pretty perfect as, yeah, you know, these two... These old guys who are always working openers, and they sort of get like one last little place to shine, and it, you know, it totally worked for me.
1: Oh, we didn't mention, we didn't really, I guess, give final thoughts on the One Four Show as a whole. I, I, ha- I can't come down the side that say that say it's better overall than the New Japan One Four Show, but I have my favorite match, so hopefully that's good enough for the to not get like pe- pe- people burning down my house right or anything. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I, I think it was a very good show. I think coming out of this whole, you know, both these shows, ultimately, it wasn't like Noah lit the world on fire, but I think it was more impressive from a booking perspective and from like, hey, ooh, I'm really interested in what the future holds, type of... Yeah, yeah that's the feeling that I have most of.
1: Yeah. Um, the second match of 1-5, um, uh, How and Neo beat Hajime Ohara and Kenya Okada in 356, uh, Neo pinning Okada, so, again, talking about Ohara not really having anything to do in this regime, they get the four-minute loss to uh, give the new junior team a win after they lost the night before. Um, this was fun while it lasted, though. I mean, Okada looked great, throwing the Congo guys around, and you know, the corkscrew splash eventually, the finish was really good. And then Congo got jumped by Nosawa and Dick Togo after the match, which was awesome. I yes. totally, I didn't, somehow I completely avoid that spoiler. Dick Togo showed up because I was like, oh my God, it's Dick Togo. <laughs> well, so I, I knew Dick Togo
0: was working the, you know, the junior league or whatever they call it, but um, I did not know that they were coming out after this match. So it was still a really fun surprise. And yeah. yeah, Dick Togo probably, you know, one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. So, I mean, he's anytime really he's going to be around, and of course, he can still go. So, very yeah. excited to see what he's going to do in Noah.
1: And like team, so they're like in Sugaragoon, I guess, right?
0: Yeah. I mean, I guess that's the implication. It's a little weird because, you know, how long is he going to be around for the company? Is it something? I mean, he having a big angle like this on a big show. You would think maybe they're going to keep him around a little bit, um, but, you know, he's always a guy who bounces around a lot and is never really tied down, so you can't really predict
1: that. Uh, Michael Elgin beat Masao Inouye in eight seconds with a lariat. The, the look on Inouye's face when Elgin came out <laughs> was kind of pretty funny, and we got to hear Inouye's theme song again, so that's cool. <laughs> no, I not to say about it.
0: Yeah, once again, ties into what I'm thinking is that Elgin, you know, is... Do for a big push in this company and maybe even, you know, maybe be involved. He directly called it out in his like interview after the match on both nights that, you know, he wants to be in the title mix. So I think I that's something that we're going to gonna
2: go. see.
1: I, I hope they're building up to lose to Go. I hope the God are not building up for a title reign. I mean, because
0: I, the, I think the thing with Go right now is that, you know, he's not, he's already like, he's not going to make anything by beating more people. So you could have Elgin as a transitional champ and then beat, have Kaito beat him. I mean, they've already shown with Eddie Edwards that they're willing to do stuff like this. So I wouldn't be super surprised if that is the direction.
1: Uh, match number four, Takashi Sugera, Kazushi Sakuraba, and Hideki Suzuki beat Shuhei Tanaguchi, Minoru Tanaka, and Hitoshi Kumano in 853. Hideki pin Suzuki or, or Hideki Pin Kumano with the double arm suplex. Um, this was really fucking good and really fucking funny. Um, I I don't know if like people realize like from the outside, especially if they don't watch a lot of Hideki Suzuki matches, they just think he's, I guess, this dry shooter or whatever. But he is like really good at comedy wrestling. Yes, like this is not some. Uh, humorless man who only will shoot or, you know, do mat wrestling yeah. whatever. I watched this man last year come out dressed like a Gundam. Like, yeah, this, he... is not, this is not some guy who refuses to have fun with pro wrestling. So pe- that take is so fucking stupid.
0: Yeah. But, also, even like his a lot of his big title matches, which are like in terms of style are a little bit shooty or if you want to describe it like that. But he also he does infuse his matches with a lot of like you know emotion and big moments and drama and stuff he's not some guy who just works dry matches his matches are like you know they are dramatic they are like big and you know he does work a style that you know i guess sometimes seems antithetical to that but he's really just like not the dry wrestler that people paint him i know people
1: people act like he's from fucking rings or something i'm like you just don't you don't know what you're talking about, basically. No. Uh, uh, but yeah, Sugera and Sakuraba are also very funny here. Uh, like there was like one spot where they kept, you know, Sugera kept telling Sakuraba he'd help him double suplex uh, Taniguchi and like kept abandoning him. That was really funny. Uh, but yeah, this was there was also some really cool grappling with uh, Sakuraba against Tanaka and Kumada that I enjoyed. So three and a half stars, real fun tag match here.
0: Yeah, we'd love to see Sakuraba work more this year. Definitely, yeah. yeah. Something like I mean, look at that team: Suzuki, Sakura, and Segura. It's just, yeah, you're not going to get much better than that.
1: Yeah, I mean that's a great. I mean, I see if, if Sakuraba's going going to be part of Sugura going forward, I'm very excited. So, uh, match number five. The show really blew along here. Kano, Masakamiya, and and Yoshiki uh, Yoshiki Inamura beat Shiro Koshinaka, Akitoshi Saito, and Akira in eight fifty one. Uh, it was a canoe on something with Saito. Oh, the, the top rope double stomp. Uh, I don't know. This this was like the one match in the undercard here that I wasn't that into. It was very dull for a while. I thought until uh, all, of all people, Akatsuki Saito tied in, and the match really picks up. Like <laughs> him and Inamura were like re- went re- way harder than anybody else in this match. So that was fun. But the rest of the match was pretty dull. Yeah. Uh, I went to I went two and a half on. It was just alright.
0: Yeah more felt like for me the useful thing to get out of this match is you know what Inomura's like future role might be what his future is going to hold because you know obviously I think they're high on him and he definitely seems like the sort of next guy up in terms of you know even though he's a little bit older he is pretty new to the company I think this is only his third year in Noah Um, and outside of Outside of his look, he has pretty much everything else you need. He does look a little strange to me. I don't know. Almost like a bootleg, like, irie. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, yeah, he does, I mean,
2: he
1: does
0: he's, have something. Yeah, he's, already,
2: he's
1: only 27. He may sound like he's 35 or something.
0: I mean, when you look at, like, Kaito Kiyomiya, it's just, like, yeah, you know, it's all relative. Uh,
1: match number six, Kaito Kiyomiya, speaking of, defeating... Uh, El de, de Dr. Wagner Jr. I'm not gonna leave out the third
0: straight, a third straight uh, uh, ethnicity of
1: names that you can't pronounce. <laughs> In a 26 with a Tiger suplex hold, this is where I was gonna like talk about how much I thought Wagner looked great on these two shows. I, mean, I thought this was a really fun, uh, you know, short match. like kato won clean. I went three and a half on it. But yeah, Wagner, you know, he really looks like he's transitioned into Japanese wrestling really well, which you never know at Luchador's. I've seen enough of them in Japanese wrestling over the last like 20 years by now where like it's it pretty much, there's no in between, I feel like. There's no one, well, maybe Volador or something, but like <laughs> oh,
2: there's, no one that no. Just comes,
1: there's no one, there's very few that just come to Japan and are just like there. Like they're either really good at it or they're really bad at it. And I think Wagner's Kid is in the really good at it category. He looks, he looks pr- really, uh, you know, he looks like he's made that transition really well.
0: Well, the weird thing about Lucha is that there are really only two to three people that have a sort of platform in terms of the wide world of wrestling, you know, tastemakers that talk about Lucha. So a lot of times their taste is sort of what people just assume is correct. So you have things like, oh, Cubs fan like likes Volador, but he doesn't like like El Ring. he doesn't like El Terrible, so people just assume that those are facts. And then sometimes they go over to Japan and people are like, what? This is completely off. Like, L2 is awesome. Or Volador, like, sucks. Like, you know. I think it's just, you know, sort of a function of just Lucha's overall, like, not really being the most buzzworthy region in the world for most people. So, uh, you yeah. know, people's expectations for work rate are just a little bit skewed in that way.
1: Yeah. But this is a good match though. You wanna say anything about the actual match?
0: Uh yeah, I thought it was really good. And I think having matches like this for Kaito is super smart. You know, he's sort of run through most of his like main event feuds and matches. Um and he's had of course multiple matches with a few people like Kano and um, yeah, I think having him be able to have more matches like this where he's sort of working like an undercard singles match where he can just put together a really solid match and you know, be over and have cool do cool things and work on new aspects to his offense i think is really smart and i think of noah you know continues to it, it looks like they are obviously want to have more international flair you know they have partnerships in uk and mexico now and u.s with yeah you know, impacts like there's all they have the connections all over the place and i think they would be smart to keep bringing in new people to have you know not only feed into their main event scene but also feed people like kai Who just needs some fresh opponents? Uh
1: the semi-main event, Keiji Muto teaming up with Fatales here. Daisuke harada Tadasuke, Hayata, and yohei They beat Doug Williams, Yoshinari Ogawa, kotaro Suzuki, Atsushi Kotoge, and Chris Ridgway in 1818. Uh Muto pins Suzuki with a uh (laughs) with a shining wizard. This is when like where Titus like came out and like led his team out, I was like fucking dying at him <laughs> he has like these. He has like we talked about the, the fucking blonde hair, the long blonde hair looks ridiculous. He has these quote unquote cool guy sunglasses. He has a leather jacket which looks like too small for him, <laughs> and he's doing like this finger gun salute as he comes out. Like he's fucking I don't know, like he's fucking Brian or Yes, honestly, <laughs> <He's> <laughs> not- I'm like, how can you not love this man? He's so awesome.
0: Yes, he is Uh, the coolest wrestler of all time, I'm convinced.
1: I'm just like, this man doesn't give a fuck. What do you think of him? He's going to wear his huge, small jacket. He's going to do his goddamn finger guns. He doesn't give a fuck. It's so great. Uh, I
0: mean, fitting that that he's in this match with K. G. muto he <laughs> deserves to be he deserves to be the next K. G. muto i'm gonna this is i'm going on the record not
1: a two days <laughs> the next K. G. muto but muto came out and like it's like there's a sh- first of all muto was amazingly over as you would expect but like when they showed muto like in the corner with towels, i'm just like cracking up just looking at this because it looks so, like here is this legitimate legend and here's towels. it was just like oh my god uh you could even you could say it's four legends, I guess. Yeah, no.
0: exactly. This is, the <laughs> This team is all legends. First of all, that's as far as I'm concerned. That's what it is. Because yeah, uh, eyes, you can look into his was, eyes like, and he, like, he, he like, just like, sees not He's just like he's, he's <laughs> not the
1: next one. You know. Who, I was like crying and laughter just watching them in the corner. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, Mike, this is so great. Yeah. But, uh But yeah, yeah. the match
0: match was fine sure, yeah the match the match was fine but i mean just the the thought of keiji muto just looking at Tadasuke and being like you know fuck sonata like i have a new the new protege like this guy is gonna be the biggest star in japan that just wars my soul this is all headcanon but i really do this yeah. is what
1: i believe deep down there's the, the best moment in the match, which I did think went way too long in 18 minutes, so you should have cut some minutes from this. But the best moment in this match was like, Yohei at one point like does the Mudo like, finger poses, you know, the two sweet, for like 10 years. Yes. And Mudo's like, okay, can you hit the guy finally? And then Yohei misses the Shining Wizard, but <laughs> Ogawa just like simply ducks. And it looked like fucking Lucy moving the football. It was so fucking yes. funny. Uh, Yeah, and then there was like a card- quadruple suplex, like Contaro, which led to the dragon screw and the shining wizard of the pen. I only went three stars, it was all right, but uh, you know, pretty decent. Had a good time with it, but yeah, it reminds
0: me of like a, a house show main event type tag where you're just gonna make everyone happy, people are gonna cheer for the big spots. It's like it totally served its purpose in terms of you know, this type of show, what it's gonna
1: do. The main event for the GHC tag team titles. Uh, Niall Meichi and Masaki Mochizuki defeating Axes, Goshi Ozaki and Katsuhiko Nakajima in 2458, an inside cradle by Mochizuki on Nakajima. So, Axes, the 2019 Wrestling Omakaze Tag Team of the Year. I'm sure that made you happy. You're today. welcome. And you were like, what? are you one of the last voters? There was like so, there was like one last vote that put them over the top. It might have been you.
0: Yeah, I voted the number one. And I know that you said at the time that I voted that they were losing to the Lucha Brothers, I think. Or some yeah, terrible they, game.
1: They beat the Lucha Brothers by like three points in the end, I think. Jesus Christ. No,
0: first like really all, the, the people that you invite on here. I mean, you, you got to curate a little bit. You can't be having Sean Sedor on here. What is, you know.
2: Sean Cedar Talking about like a Ring Very... of
0: Honor. And some. Who.
1: Come on. Look, look, look. If you're going to ask someone to come on and talk about Ring of Honor, I mean, Sean Cedar is pretty much it at this point. Yeah, who else yeah, is going to uh, talk we, about we, uh, he, There, there there's some he,
0: people who I have problems with. Uh, Lawson comedy, that guy. Uh, Sean uh, Kelly. Sean Harass, Cedar,
1: I want to, I wanna, uh, ke- first of all, Kelly was great. I went to Japan with that man. Don't well, be, don't you be know. Waiting.
0: You know, tell them to vote Sean- better in the awards because there's there's, be- there's more important things than being a nice and kind person and a genuine like nice soul. Like you got to also vote correctly in wrestling awards. That's the yeah. most important thing in life.
1: I want to I want to uh, you know make make sure that I'm making clear that we are kidding. And Sean, I'm not kidding. Is- this this I'm does
0: represent I'm- the opinions of the voices of wrestling corporation.
1: I'm kidding, and Sean is a very nice man who. I consider to be a close friend. I'm sure he'll be back on Omakase any day now.
0: Uh, I've been on an episode with him. Um, have you really? Yeah, and he follows me on Twitter, so yeah. it's okay. We're all good. It's not like it's not like me and like Aaron Bentley or something where we might fight <laughs> at some point. Like, <laughs> like yeah, we say- me and Sean Cedar, we're good. We're we'll be all right.
1: <laughs> yeah, Sean Sean probably did both of the Legion brothers, but I mean, it's fine. You know uh,
0: I, Joe Lanza loves me now, so all things are possible. Joe Lanza does? He,
1: Lander, he, he gets on this door every
0: day, and he's just like, man, I can't wait to see what this guy does. Like. <laughs> he rolls uh, out of
1: bed. He's just like, man, I'm so excited. He loves, he's like, I can't wait to see Arms of Sleep. Yes. A, real, a great fun, a great fun time. He definitely, uh, yeah, definitely enjoys it. Yeah, how can you oh, not like
0: yeah, yeah, things on this just like at Joe Lanza? It's like Will Ospreay is the worst wrestler on earth. He's 1,000 times worse than Gunso <laughs> or
1: some shit like that. 90% of what i have used. I mean, Joe, Joe at least is aware that you're trolling him, whereas like, there are some people that get trolled on that Discord that have no idea they're being trolled, and it's like, it's really something. But uh, shout out to the Voice of Wrestling Discord. There's a link in the description if you want to come join in on the fun. Uh, but Yeah. By the way, you should have dropped the $5 for that Patreon. Uh, not that they gave me a cut of this, but it, it was worth it for that Evolve game. That was, that was something. The Evolve pro wrestling content. Yeah, so I don't know
0: what what uh, position in my life I will be in where I'm going to be like, man, I just really got to give money to the Voices of Wrestling Patreon. <laughs> no offense, but it's just not something that I see as part of my future goals. I um, look, but, that
1: that that evolve game was worth the five dollars. I have to say that was really funny. So yeah. they got a, you got your five dollars worth of that. Uh, but yeah, I don't know what the oh, we're talking about. The main event, I guess. Uh, yes, Axis won the uh, tag team of the year, which I'm sure was like the one result. Did you even look at the results, Scott? I don't even know.
0: Uh, no, I did not. I <laughs> I, I was I, I was pretty good about. Um, you know, not looking at everything ahead of time and stuff, but um, I so I, I did come in surprised. I actually think almost like working backwards in this match, like the oh, finish. No, no, no. I
1: meant I meant the Omakaze
0: award. Oh, moment, the so- Omakaze role. I mean, I listened to it and then I would fast forward when everyone started talking about stuff I thought was dumb. <laughs> um, so it only took me like twenty minutes to listen to it. Um, oh wow. But so I, also
1: it was, I also published the full results on the website, so
0: I, you, you could have saved me a lot of time. And then I could just yeah. do it and then like quote tweets, like imagine thinking this, and yeah, uh, yeah then I, I would. I will
1: be honest. The only the only result that made me kind of mad was Osprey for us for the year. I knew he was going to win most outstanding, but I was like actually angry at the end when we calculated it, and he won rest of the year too. I was like, "Fuck off, really." you but, should just fix it I mean how are they going to know look I am an honest person okay no one will ever be able to accuse me of fixing these awards when Will Ospreay a man who is like my 20th favorite wrestler at best in New Japan Pro Wrestling won wrestler of the year and most outstanding and match of the year
0: well next so... year just give me access to the votes and I will help <laughs> you calculate and as a result for some reason like you know Masao Inoue will win wrestler of the year <laughs>
1: Well, people thought I fucking fixed it last year when Takeda won, but I'm like, no, that was completely legitimate. Masashi yes, Takeda and won justified and correct. So. Like, What do you want me to tell you? I can't... Because I, I, people were asking me about that at the end. They're like, Takeda won? And I was like, yes! I don't yeah. know. Was, you're you're catering up.
0: these New Japan fans now. That, that's the <laughs> problem. You have you have these crazy people on your podcast. Uh,
1: I have, like, the same exact guest. <laughs> I don't know why you're talking. There was, like, five people who didn't... who. Like, weren't on the show too I much, think. uh,
0: too many Mongo ebooks and stuff. People like that, that you know, other people that I'm going to call out one by one.
1: Okay, Mongo's a very nice man as well. Not, I mean, he's very good. He, he created
0: him. Big Trump Fundraiser and like and the then, Why, why the... Am I So Violent? So, <laughs> those are singular works of art that will stand the test of time. So, that alone, yeah, you're all right, in My book,
1: and then everybody gets so, goes so crazy about the New York 64. <laughs> ah it's good times on twitter but yes the main event here which we haven't even talked about at all uh this was really good i thought this was awesome um you know mochi first of all mochizuki showing up here in a big spot is like first of all like proof that nosawa is definitely booking this if people still (laughs) have it it's like mochizuki was like tokyo heavyweight champion or tokyo world chamber whatever the fuck that belt was for like a million years so Nosawa loves him some Mojizuki. So yeah, when he showed up here, I was like, oh well that definitely is Nosawa booking. Um, but yeah, I mean he's that that also shows like why he's such a great choice to be booker, because he's doing a great job at like the basic stuff. And he has this fucking Rolodex of like apparently everyone in Japanese wrestling. I mean, he has yeah. Keiji Budo in the semi main. Yeah. And he's got, uh, you know, Sakurava the show and like yeah. Dick Togo and Mochizuki. I mean, that, that's some great guest stars. So.
0: Yeah. It's such a great blend right now of like these like younger, up and coming guys. Plus, you're bringing in all these international guys, you know, plus you have like all these Japanese legends that can still go. And it's just like such a celebration of just like all of wrestling throughout Japan. And it's just, like, man, this is the greatest, like, you know, it's like one of my favorite booking jobs right now in terms of just like, Lots of stuff makes sense. There's lots of fresh feuds. Like just the roster that they have right now is just so great. So I mean,
1: look, very uh he's he's in the question, I guess, instead of out of the question. But uh it, didn't he steal a taxi? Did he steal a taxi? this is maybe that, before was, my time. Did I feel like he did. I feel like he's the one who stole the taxi. Let's let's double check him wrong yeah, guy. I like him even more now.
2: Yeah
1: yeah he definitely did steal a taxi february twentieth twenty eleven Nozara was arrested on charges of stealing a taxi and Hell driving it without a without having a driving license did yeah. so he didn't have a license to drive what told us uh, did
0: did you know uh. that he Did you know that he was part of the (laughs) juggalo world order, the J. Uh, Now I
1: did know. I did know that as well. I mean, look, look, Moussawe is a real one and I'm very happy (laughs) that he is the book for this company. And it's been so great because like this man is out of his mind. And the fact that he like turned out to be such a great booker is really funny. So I'm all for it. I like, I like some comedy. In my wrestling, I'm 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 happy that Noah turning the company over to the Taxi Thief, who, like used <laughs> to be in the Juggalo World Order, is working out really well. That's great comedy, uh, but yeah. So this match is great. Uh, Marufuji, he like blocked the PK from Nakajima at one point by like kicking his ankle, which I thought was awesome. Um, there was this really cool exchange of Go and Marufuji, like ending with like this short arm lariat by Go. It was great. Um, you now there was Nakajima with this really cool middle kick counter the the sun gary by mochizuki which is like that, that quarter i think it literally means quarter kick yeah um and then like the finish was off, like elevated like a quarter star for me where like you know they go shizaki's doing like the you know running interference like trying to keep marifuji out of the ring and before he could even turn around he's a be complete cause, because because nakajima's like going with a brain buster so go thinks exactly what they got in the bag and before he could even turn it around mochizuki turns it into a cradle for the pin. That finish was awesome. Match was awesome. I went four stars flat on it. Uh, I really loved this. Love this quite a bit, and I thought it was a great main event and a way to cap off a fun show that I think is very skippable until the main. But I don't think you're gonna like not enjoy it or anything. So
0: yeah, but I, I went four stars flat at it all, and I also agree the finish was like the best part. <laughs> I mean, it's also a, it's a really smart way to protect everyone in this situation because go obviously champ so you have to be careful with him and nakajima just lost to elgin and you know he's probably someone that you want to eventually push again in the future so i think this way is a good way of getting the titles off of them you know after having you know a sort of great like incredible year last year you get the titles off of them with no one coming out worse for wear which is pretty
1: smart and then you have to give some solid credit for like, I mean, a lot of people pointed this out. but Nakajima takes two straight pins here, and then like immediately goes to Russell One and wins the world title. Yeah, like that's some real. That's like New Japan esque, like pushing bullying a, a uh, smaller promotion. So, <laughs> way to go, Noah. I guess. But, yeah, I mean, what what the fuck is Russell One going to do about it at this point? So, uh, but yeah, there you go. Some. And then what the the next, like I guess, big show, I don't know if that counts. The, there's a NOAA 20th anniversary event, Noah The Chronicle Volume 1 from the Nagoya International Conference Hall on the, February 24th. And there's another one at Yokohama Bunker Gymnasium, which I guess will be the real big show in the, yeah, yeah. the first quarter of March 8th. And then they're going to run Otis City on May 2nd. I think they announced it the day before, which is Noah The Chronicle Volume 3. So we'll see how Otis does. I hope they sell out. They, yeah, they have. They should have enough momentum to sell at Otis City, hopefully. So we'll see. Yeah,
0: They're very board, g-
1: board gym, as people call it.
0: Yeah, very excited to see what from this current tour is going to eventually come out. You know, what will make tape if it does? Because yeah, a lot of times with the block tournaments, they will at least upload. You know, even clipped versions of a lot of stuff. Because I know Minoru Tanaka versus Chris Ridgeway already happened. which sounds really cool. Um, yeah. You know, Ogawa versus Junamiya Waki already happened. Daisuke Harada and Minoru Tanaka already happened. So there's some cool stuff that I really want to check out. You know, if it does see the light of day.
1: Uh, And that there you go. That's Noah. Let's get into some questions here. We did get a few. So I should have been pulling those up, and I wasn't. But (laughs) (laughs) this is where you kill some airtime. I'll fill
0: fill terms. I had a list of topics. So Death Stranding was (laughs) the best game of the year. That was really uh, good. I did say I was gonna talk about that. Um what was I gonna say? Oh yeah, someone I, I was gonna talk about All Star by Smash Mouth because I was listening to it again recently and it has a very prescient like global warming vert part in like the second verse. But I also saw someone make a joke about it on Twitter today, so maybe I'm just late to the party.
1: All right, well I got I have the questions up now. Okay. So well
0: you you stopped me before I got to the Sopranos Coma episodes. Yeah. So. Uh
1: Thomas Fishback at Rastlin Ratings. Would Noah run Suma Hall again? Uh I guess he's saying like just would they do it? I like, g I I don't see why not. They did really well this year or this yeah. past year.
0: Yeah, I, I think they definitely will. Um it's just a matter of, you know, I guess the second part of his question too is what they would they run on top.
1: Oh uh, yeah, he's a probably a little bit event. tougher. Yeah. I, I would do, hmm, that's a good question. Maybe maybe you could do could you do like the Go versus Nakajima showdown? <laughs> Explodes,
0: yeah. I mean, you you could probably do that. I was thinking, you know, you might want to do Nakajima if you do want to give him like a you know his quote unquote big title run. Um, you know, that's not a good bad way to do it. I mean, I don't think they would put, like I said, I am pretty bullish on them including Elgin in the title picture sooner rather than later. I don't think that would be a place where he would headline. But yeah. you do have to consider that's like Elgin was like an IC champ in New Japan. Like he is like probably does have a really strong name recognition among a lot of Japanese fans, and probably is viewed somewhat as like a prestigious star. So that is something that, you know, maybe there's a little bit of disconnect between like us and what Noah might think.
1: Yeah. Uh, he also said who wins the Hideki Kano feud?
0: I mean, you have to think Kano is sort of downcycled right now, and Hideki could always, you know, he could be brought in multiple times. You could bring him in. I think Hideki wins, and then maybe yeah. we'll get something else to do after, and you know, maybe get some sort of title shot down the line, something like that.
1: I mean, you could always go back with him and go. Since exactly. Yeah. Uh, Brian at Liger X Bomb, what do you think is next for Kaito Kiyomiya? We kind of talked a little bit about this, probably like. Oh, just keep my wife from the title for the year and let him like build himself back up a little bit and then maybe give him like a big signature title win even do it again on january 4th maybe
0: yeah i mean he's he's a made guy at this point so i think all you have to do right now is just keep him in the mid card keep him winning singles matches and yeah you know maybe evolve him in the tag scene again like i i think he is in a pretty good place where you don't have to put the title back on him until next year so why not just burn through some other you know unique feuds and matches and see what else you can run on top and see who else you can build up so that you know when kaito's next reign is coming along you have some fresh matches for him
1: um at dakota ibushi which is a great name i always say that uh because the guy really does live in like one of these dakotas i think (coughs) if there really is an all-star olympic pyro show in the tokyo dome what would be your card I think you have to always keep in mind, you got to look back at these things. It's going to be like a fucking eight man tag or something. The yeah. Game. Like you're not going to get Okada versus Kato Kitomiya or whatever. So I would just do the, I would do like the three aces team, right? I mean, that makes sense. Like Okada, um, you know, um, and Kiyomiya and, uh, you know, Kento. I don't know why I'm suddenly blanking on Kento Miahara's name. Well, oh, yeah, New would...
0: Japan filling your brain right now. I can't remember the greatest wrestler in the world. <laughs>
1: I would do those three, and then, like, just match them up, like, I don't know, while well, you don't need someone to take a fall is the problem. But, like, you could do, like, th- you'd have to put, like, fucking Yoshi Tatsu on the entertain and then, like, maybe, like, Naito and, uh, I don't know, Kanell or something. So, something like that, probably.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I think there I would almost want more, some of, like, the more weirder matches. The match, I don't know why this, like, s- struck out to me. This would not, not be, like, a main event. I was like, man, I really want like Rattel's versus like the Suzuki Gun Juniors. Like, yes,
1: that would rule awesome. so much. Oh, like, if you do like, uh, like Daisuke Harada, Tadasuke, and Yohei Hayata against like, you know, Desperado Katamaru, um, fucking Doki. Yes. <laughs> and like, like, I don't even I don't know who the fourth would be. Put Taiji back in. There. Yeah. yeah, why yeah, not? yeah. Yeah, that would be awesome.
0: Yeah, be I really don't fun. know why that popped in my head. I was like, that's the match. Like, I was almost mad that it wasn't real when I thought
1: about yeah. it. I mean, that would be great. Um, But yeah, and like do, I don't know. Um, Like you could do like Jake Lee and, um, you know, Nomura. And someone just joined them, didn't they? Like Abe? Oh, yeah, yeah, so yeah. Like, yeah. yeah like, and I think someone else did too. God, who the fuck else just joined today? They were going crazy about it in the Slack before. Oh, no, been... makes it the best. Game. Let me let me see. Hold on, let me see if I can find it. Cause I know it was somebody really. Oh, it was uh Ayano Yoshida. Oh, that's cool. Too. Yeah, it's like, dude, those four against like fucking I don't know. uh You could either do Sagara Gun or actually maybe against Kongo would be better. But oh, that'd be yeah. Cool. I mean, don't. I think those are the kind of matches you're gonna get. Basically, you're gonna yeah. get like a lot of. Like, you're, you're always going to need a fall guy. It's going to be a lot of tags. But it'll be a really fun show. I mean, yeah, yeah,
0: those are the types of matches that, like, I feel more attached to nowadays. Because you do have to, like, a lot of times it is, like, carefully booked. And you do get, like, all these cool matchups within the match. So it's like with the Liga Retirement match where a lot of people were complaining that it wasn't some super high-profile thing. It's like, this is Japanese wrestling, like, this type of match. This is exactly what you should want.
1: Yeah. I mean, like, I think what you're talking about, like, what people are... Um, you know i think what people really don't get i guess when it comes to these shows you're not gonna get like these singles dream matches but i think they these shows end up always being really fun like that the one about the the one for the the, the altogether one for the the, the uh, for, it was like for whatever. the relief yeah for, yeah. yeah i was like that's one of the great shows not <laughs> one of the great shows ever but one of my favorite shows ever you know yeah so, and the um, atmosphere
0: is always really cool because it's like all yeah. the different fans of the different promotions
1: Yeah. So I hope it happens. I hope they, I mean, the Olympics is a great excuse to do it and I hope they do it. So I hope we get a whole bunch of like really cool multi-man tags. Um, Travis Zick says, this is the best Noah has been in a while. Right. I don't know. You can answer that question better than me.
0: I mean, yes. I I would say if you're talking about like in general, Nisawa's reign, sort of as, you know, booker of Noah, I think, um, I think, I've enjoyed it a lot basically post Suzuki goon like leaving. I've enjoyed it pretty much the entire time. Um but I think now they have like the, you know they have the biggest roster to like leverage different matchups. It seems like there's lots of people are over. they're doing really good from a business perspective. and you know, last year they were my number one company in the world. So I can't say that it's like this is the best they' are ever gonna be because it's like, how do are you argue better than number one um, for me? but, I do think that this year they do have they have an opportunity to be even better, which is yeah the most important thing.
1: Okay, so we got a couple questions on the um, on the Voice of Wrestling Discord before we wrap it up here. Brett says, "One, what is the ceiling for Inamura and Okada in
2: Noah?" I
0: mean, I I think Okada is probably I I, I don't see him as like as much of like a future star type per se. I mean, obviously, it's so hard to project out right now what people's, like, career is gonna be, like, in 10 years, but uh, I would say Inomura probably has the higher ceiling, um, based on just his build and his working style and, you know, the type of matchups he could have. He is more of a unique, you know, body type and wrestler in Noah, uh, and like I said earlier, the only thing that would give me is he does look a little strange. You <laughs> right. yeah, it's like Kaisuke Ishii, like, he just was blessed with some sort of weird face that's just like yeah, yeah i'm not
1: sure if this is a top
0: guy face
1: yeah his other question was just fuck jimmy lloyd for some reason so okay.
0: i think because in the discord like i will talk up jimmy lloyd and people act like he is what's wrong with like this is what's wrong with the indies in the us cuz he's a death match guy and he's fat but, like saying jimmy lloyd is what's wrong with the us indies is like saying like uh i don't know like the convenience store owner is the most sympathetic person in ferguson like it's like it's something that people will just say To be like, oh yeah, this is just like, this is how I make people mad. It has no bearance on reality. Cause he's like a very consistently fun worker who can work non Death matches and work sprints and stuff. And, you know, he actually had a really good match on this ICW New York show that had like Takeda versus Loki on top. Uh, I don't know if you've seen that, but that match is worth a watch too. It's very cool. Uh, And definitely not exactly what you expect. Maybe not like a work rate classic or anything, but very worth a watch.
1: Okay. I don't I do not watch American Indies, so
0: well, it's, fine. it's Takeda. <laughs> I, I mean, Takeda versus Loki. Come on. <laughs>
1: yeah, I should watch that, I guess. You
0: know it sounds good. Uh, and it's like no it's no ropes, it's like chains instead of ropes. I have
1: a I have a schedule of watching Okada Night like every day, so that's it's yeah. hard to yep. fit in time. Yep. Uh, <laughs> Jacob Kaido Kiyomi is number one fan, so he had a rough uh January fourth, I guess. Who do you see taking the title from Shiozaki? I think we said it. it could be fucking Elgin, which would suck. I,
0: I yeah, I'm going on record. I do think it's gonna be Elgin. And I you know, I, I'm sorry to report this, <laughs> like I regret to inform you, but like, yo, know, you can go back and do Elgin Nakajima again. Like there, Elgin does open up a lot of possibilities. And if you're talking about we've just had this big Kaito reign and he like ran a few matches into the ground a little bit, and you're looking to like really diversify the main event scene. Like, I see the logic. It's not for me, but I completely see, like, why they would do that. And
1: then and, MC... I'm oh, sorry. You can still go. <laughs> uh,
0: I, I, I just... I don't see... There's not that many possibilities in terms of who you want to be a top guy unless you're really going to re... I mean, Go is already a rerun of, you know,
1: yeah.
0: other people, so...
1: We could do the big Canel reign, finally, but I don't know. Uh, MC then said who is the next GHC Everweight Champion that hasn't won the title prior... So they wouldn't for the first time, I think we just said Elgin, unfortunately.
0: Yeah, I don't know who else I would even consider. I mean, maybe if you're that's what that that was the other person that I considered. Because I, you know, I do think that the way he's treating the company seems like he's like an important piece. And it does seem like it would make sense for him to he would at least be in a title match or two. So I feel like that's you know, you already get pretty close.
1: Yeah. And then Jacob also asked, Who would you like to see get a run? <laughs> With their secondary singles belt, the national title, which you couldn't remember the name of, but it's okay, Jacob. Uh, I don't really know. I mean it's, it's hard to tell what this belt's supposed to be so far because it's so I mean it's only been one champion. I assume it's supposed to be like the IWGP Intercontinental where it's like a, a belt for top stars that aren't currently in the heavyweight scene. Um, so I mean you can really give it to a lot of different people, but I wouldn't mind seeing Cano get a run with it, I guess, if he's not going to have the heavyweight title for a long time.
0: Yeah, I was thinking Masa Kitomiya, maybe. But also, um, you know, this is another place where you might maybe, what if you slot in Hideki here
2: yeah, and
0: it becomes like he gets to work all these cool matches like second from the top, and he can like definitely main event a lot of shows based yeah. on that. So that cool. possi- would
1: be a lot of possibilities there, yeah. So. yeah. Alright, so we can wrap this one up, Skyler. Uh, thank you for coming on. Why don't you give me plug your Twitter before you deactivate again.
0: Uh, yeah. So my Twitter is at twitter.com with two W's um, I do deactivate every once in a while, just because like I said, grow anxieties about the uh, you know, the global West and the idea that we're just destroying everything in our path and war with Iran. And that the only way forward seems to be a uh, violent communist res- revolution uh, which, you know, we'll see how that goes. Um so, you know, luckily the only thing keeping me warm at night is pro wrestling Noah. Um, so yeah, that it keeps keeps the demons at bay for just another night. Um
1: Skylar Schuyler, saying he'll he will return to talk Noah again, I guess.
0: Yes, I will be back. Um and I will continue with my topics that I did not get to today. I did not get to a hundred gex. Uh, and I did not get to the Sopranos comb episodes or fake boxing, so those yeah. will be. The, oh my god! Fuck fake
1: boxing! <laughs> fuck the guy! Look, people keep fucking saying like you can. You're not allowed to judge these spots unless you watch the matches. Which, by the way, I'm not watching anything for next to UK, so fuck off with that. But I watched the the Devon Star. I watched the Devil's Star match. It doesn't work any better than that. They look like two fucking idiots.
0: Yeah, it's like, like oh, literally. It's literally like the emotional climax of the match. And you're like, well, you can't just judge it based on the most important moment in the match. It's like, yeah, I can. not
1: It's like, well, they're, they're like fucking hauling. It's like, oh, they're just hauling off wildly. I'm like, they don't. I've seen real life fights before. I've, I've really been in that many. But I've seen them. And, and I've gone. I used to go to casinos a lot. Wait, how many fights have you been in?
0: Because you said I've not never been that in- many.
1: No, no, no. I've never been in a fight. But I've seen plenty of fucking fights. And nobody punches like that. I don't know what fucking fights people are watching where they're saying, oh, this looks like a real fight. Like people in real fights throw a couple punches, they grab each other and they end up on the ground. That's it. They don't fucking stand there throwing these punches that look completely ridiculous. Like get the fuck out of here with that. If you like it, that's fine. But saying it looks like a a real fight, is like, that is crazy. It does not look anything like a real fight. That is truly insane. Yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> that's not like anything. I mean, like, oh, it's not supposed to be. they're not trained boxers. I'm like, they just, they don't look like chain boxers. They don't look like uh, people in a real fucking fist fight. They just look like two little idiots. <laughs> you know, like, throwing... They
0: example. look like Ronda Rousey's like, training videos. <laughs> like, that is exactly the type of punch it is.
1: So fucking stupid. Anyway, uh, <laughs> that probably gets the people off there. Thank you for, uh, I give me on with that at the very end. <laughs> well, no one is <laughs> listening
0: to the plugs anyway. We could say literally anything. We could, if there's anything that you want to say right now about any of the people who work at Voices Wrestling, now is the time. Because they will never uh, know about it. No I one listens them all. Who listens all. this far? Uh, uh, I
1: did I did soft block Aaron Bentley. <laughs> <laughs> <but> he has <laughs> um, not. Is not refollow me, he got so uh, I can't, I shouldn't really say anything because it was stuff that happened in Slack, which we're not supposed to talk about. It's all right, I'll, <laughs> I'll,
0: just, I'll just read what you're typing to me right now. It's like, oh, I hate that motherfucker. Oh, wow, John, <laughs> go on. No, I, mean, I think
1: Aaron and I, I think Aaron and I buried the hatchet, but uh, he still hasn't refollowed me on Twitter though, so there you go. Well, yeah,
0: you know, he has all this Patreon money now, maybe he can, <laughs> you yeah, know, he I thought that would make him a little bit happier. Um, oh, I do have one other plug, so there's a game coming out called Doom Eternal. May have had a small part in that. So buy it. Uh, It's very cool. It'll be out on PS4, Xbox, Switch, eventually PC. So
1: yeah, if you're still
0: listening to this point, yeah, still listening to the Aaron Bentley uh, shit talk hour.
2: (laughs) Uh, (laughs) A very
1: nice nice man most of the time who managed to really piss me off in the voice wrestling slack last week, but whatever. I'm sure well, I really I, piss off at those people. sometimes.
0: I feel like if you, you listen, if you record 50 episodes about a promotion that has only run like 15 shows, then yeah, you know, your brain is just more powerful than mine. I can't handle that. And additionally, <laughs> you're now making money about that show. <laughs> like, I, couldn't
1: believe, I couldn't believe how long they went before like before AEW did anything. I was like, what the fuck? It's like an hour and I, a half
0: of just like recapping being the elite.
1: Yeah it's uh it's something Be in the that's elite. right you're on notice I, this the feud
0: has begun of everything elite versus wrestling on makase i, I want to say
1: again they're all very nice
2: people you got to work Especially people.
0: this is the angle you got to really i mean hatch it out with them behind the scenes but now this is when you're like yeah fuck them actually i i never liked them you know you got to work night. the people get the numbers I met, up
1: i met night in chicago very nice man uh what was i gonna say Now i totally forgot being the elite i've watched it a couple of times and i never understand why i watch it it's one of those things i turn on and then i'm like why am i watching this i fucking hate this but it's like in my youtube queue on the when i'm sitting there on the bus and somehow i end up watching it pretty frequently what a terrible show yeah. <laughs> what a terrible <laughs> <show>. yeah <laughs> it is it somehow gotten progressively worse which is yeah. uh really something but uh yeah i don't
0: really understand the appeal at all of just watching (laughs) like it's like some it's like basically like a bad netflix comedy but there just happens to be bad wrestlers in it too so you like it i don't understand it but you know do you it's
1: it's so much worse than it was when they were in new japan i don't really even it's like they can i guess because they can really do whatever they want now
0: i mean i when it was a travel vlog actually i sort of enjoyed it i watched like the. i remember when it was just like the Young Bucks talking about their flights being delayed. I was like, relatable content. Like, this is cool. (laughs) But when it's just, like, the Young Bucks, like, having some Triple H stand-in, who's, like, doing, like, jokes about burying people, it's like, wow, cool, this is just Reddit squared circle in video (laughs) (laughs) four.
1: It's really terrible. I don't even remember what the fuck was on. It's one of these things that I watch it, and then, like, it goes through some, like, brain hole where I may as well have not watched it, because I'm trying to think of, like, what the last two episodes about that i watched and the only thing i can remember is that that fucking backyarder that people think was a racist did like a two-second yeah cameo. superhuman yeah so yeah. The only thing I can, they're like oh this guy's getting a lot of controversy let's put him on the show yeah uh, i
0: i will say it you know i'll hide on the end of the podcast since it's a hot take but superhuman is better than will osprey let's just be real with ourselves okay. best high flyer 2020
1: <laughs> okay.
0: that's who i'm voting for
1: Okay. Uh, we don't have that in the Omakase Awards. So go, you have to vote for it in the Observer Awards. Oh,
0: my Omakase Awards that the I'm going to fix.
1: Okay. Um, anyway, so you plugged your stuff. I guess I will plug that. Of course, you can follow us on Twitter at Wrestle Omakase. Wrestling did not fit. And folks, next week, uh, as I mentioned much earlier, because I'm a fucking moron, I am review- watching and reviewing world wrestling entertainment presents the royal rumble 2020 uh this show has the fiend and daniel bryan in the strap match <laughs> why a strap match of all the fucking match stipulations you can bring back from the mock balls a fucking strap match what is wrong with these people
0: they're really but just yes, trying can... to test to see if daniel bryan can do it can make anything work
1: i guess my god uh yeah so i'm really not excited to watch that at all uh i mean the rumble matches are always like a baseline level of fun even when they're terrible so i guess that's fine but yeah uh me and uh jack beckman from voice of wrestling he's the only one who was dumb enough to agree because i have nicole and i are leaving on a vacation the next day on monday like a little mini vacation for her birthday so i have to record it like the moment that War of Humble ends. So I, okay, first
0: please, of all, you know there is a running joke about Rich Cratch taking lots of vacations. I feel like you are <laughs> always going on vacation. Really what I mean 1% John
1: over here. Like. We're, all, we're, just going, we're just going to fucking Foxwoods. I mean it's not that big a deal. But uh like two nights. It's so whatever. Okay. Uh but yeah but we're gonna we're gonna anyway so we're gonna record that uh that podcast, you really threw me at that. We're going
0: to record. That podcast. <laughs> I feel like you're flustered because you know it's true. This is your. I mean, Phoenix I do. Most.
1: I I go to a lot of anime cons and I go to Japan like every year, so it's. Free. And I'm going to yeah, we're, go, we're going to Europe this year too. So
0: yeah, no wonder you I mean, don't anyways. get along with the everything elite guys. Just not a real <laughs> social democrat. You're part of the one percent.
1: true. Uh, but yeah, so <laughs> say, Jack and I are going to review the Royal Rumble Which fucking looks terrible As far as Bailey versus Lacey Evans, that's a real match apparently uh, Roman Reigns versus King Corbin Which I can't believe They've been feuding since like September Feels <laughs> like they've been feuding My entire life Yeah <laughs> It's so bad. But, yes, we're going to run to Roman Reigns and King Corbin. Uh, and, yeah, so we're going to review that. We're also going to review the DDT Sweet Dreams Corican, which is on the same day, the 26th. So hopefully that will be fun at least and a fun thing to talk about. Masato Naka going for the KOD title. Be, that'll be cool, I guess. So tune in next week. Rest the omakase. Until then, folks, um, please don't leave me another one-star review about MJF. <laughs> Thank you for listening.